One thing that every single person shares, no matter where they live or what circumstances they live in, is the experience of time. From the moment of our conception, we feel the pull of time. It's all we know. It's the only way that we have to process this life that we live in. And yet God's experience of time is nothing like ours, nothing. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We took a couple weeks off and we're back with episode 181. We're going to pray about our relationship with time over the next, uh, actually, I don't know how long. But before we do that, we're going to begin with worship. And today we're going to spend a little more time in this portion of the broadcast than we normally do. And we're going to pray about in this section about God and his relationship with time. We're going to start with, um, I think I'm going to do one verse and talk and pray a little and one verse and talk and pray a little. I think I have three (laughs) that I stumbled over those words that didn't even make any sense. Pray a little bit. Um, I think I have three passages for this section. So the first one is 2 Peter 3, 8, and it says, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The marking of time is irrelevant to God in some respects because he transcends it. Let's just take that portion and sit with that realization for a moment and worship him. Father, this idea that you do not experience time the way we do is almost impossible for us to wrap our minds around, probably is impossible, because like I said before, we only know the experience of time. All of our body is um, changing in accordance to the passage of time as from our birth to our death. And all of the time in between, we have we have that experience in common, but we have nothing outside of that experience. And so we can't even begin to understand what it looks like for you to have created time and to be apart from it, to experience it differently, to, to be able to um, grasp the whole of it and yet intercede in moments of it completely beyond our ability to understand. And for that, we worship you. You are so different from us in that respect and so uh, far above what we can imagine. Um, Just the fact that you could (laughs) stand outside of time, not be subject to time. We are at the mercy of time in many ways. And so I just honor you for that this morning and recognize that you are amazing and that that is beyond my understanding. All right, the next passage is Psalm 90, one through four. And it says, Lord, you have been our refuge in every generations. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. You return mankind to the dust, saying, return, descendants of Adam. For in your sight, a thousand years are like yesterday that passes by, like a few hours of the night. One commentator said like said it like this. It's a, it's a long quote, so hang with me. I'm going to try it. I probably should have not put all of it in here, but it's, it's interesting. And it gives us this different perspective on a, um, on a topic that is so hard for us to wrap our minds around. It says, physics tells us that time is a property resulting from the existence of matter. As such, time exists when matter exists, but God is not matter. God, in fact, created matter. The bottom line is this, that time began when God created the universe. Before that, God was simply existing. 
Since there was no matter, and because God does not change, time had no existence and therefore no meaning, no relation to him. And this brings us to the meaning of the word eternity. Eternity is a term used to express the concept of something that has no end and or no beginning. God has no beginning or end, but he cannot be wholly defined by eternity, especially as a measure of time. Eternity is one of God's attributes, but having created time, he is greater than time and exists outside of it. Thus, he exists outside of eternity. God is even beyond eternity. As believers, we have a deep sense of comfort knowing that God, though timeless and eternal, is in time with us right now. He is not unreachably transcendent, but right here in this moment with us. And because he's in this moment, he can respond to our needs and prayers. The last passage I have is Psalm 34, 1 through 3, and it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. So let's pray through those last two passages. Father, you are from eternity to eternity. You are God. You existed before the birth of the world. You created all that I know, all of the matter, all of the universe that we see around us and experience and are learning about in other um, <laughs> through telescopes and science and physics and all of those things. In your sight, a thousand years are like yesterday that passes by, like a few hours in the night, so fleeting. And to us, even a thousand years are unimaginable. Our time here is so short, and yet it's the experience, the, the anchor that we have. And so you being without anchor, being beyond the anchor, as the commentator says, beyond eternity even, is unfathomable to us. And because you are amazing, like all of these words are tumbling through my mind, amazing, great, astonishing, producing awe and wonder in me, because you are all of those things, your praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in you. And I will proclaim your greatness and exalt your name with all of those who will join me. This morning, I, I do that. I say that you are God and you are beyond my understanding, but not so unreachably transcendent that you don't exist in this moment with me. And for that, I am grateful this morning and I honor you. As we walk forward in this time together, I'm always grateful. Um, privileged. I feel privileged that you would grant us the opportunity to do this and um, just me the, uh, the ability and the opportunity and the practice of this. And I pray that you would guide this time to how you want it to occur. Pray that you would do with it what you will. It is yours. We come this morning and we are so grateful to be able to sit with you and dedicate this time for some conversation with you. And I'm also grateful that I get to do it with others. That experience of community in the process is, is really amazing and a privilege. And it seems like amazing is the word of the day. But when we look at you and think about you and, and look at your attributes, that's the word that keeps coming to mind today. So help me stop stumbling over my words. Give me the thoughts and the words that you want to be spoken this morning and speak into our hearts the changes, the love, the message that you have for each one of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that portion is probably going to be uh, much of what I wanted to say today. Um, though we can't 
even possibly comprehend the idea of eternity, of the timelessness of God, in our finite minds, we try to confine an infinite God to our time schedule in so many ways. So what we are going to pray about in this next session primarily is that we have a God-given perspective on time rather than the perspective of the world or what comes naturally to us because of our experience and what is normally understandable to our human nature. We have three passages, three verses today, actually, three individual verses. I'm going to read them all, and then we'll just sit together in prayer. The first is Ecclesiastes 3.11, and it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. 1 John 2.17 says, The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. Before we go into prayer, I guess um, about three times in the reading of those, this image popped into my mind and I want to share it with you. It was something that was used, I've seen used twice as an illustration from the front of a church service by a previous pastor of mine. Um, So imagine that you're sitting in an auditorium because this is a large, the the place that I saw this was a large arena, not arena, a large room and it, it makes a difference. It wasn't an intimate setting. So there's a large stage and my pastor is all the way to the, you're looking at the stage, the pastor's all the way to the right hand side. And he takes a, a rope and holds it, it's about this long. So he says, imagine this is your lifespan. And then he starts unrolling a, a rope that reaches across the stage, all the way across the stage. So someone is taking the other end of that rope and drawing it out in a line across a really large stage. So you have this man with this lifespan sitting here and then the scope of eternity. And while it's obviously that that rope is going to end at the side of the room, eternity would just keep on going, right? And the longer that keeps on going, the more we recognize that our time on this earth is smaller, shorter than it feels to us. Because right now it's only the only thing that we know. And that what we do here impacts all of the rest of that rope. There was um, um, the movie Braveheart I saw in a theater years ago. And I've watched it since and I I remember the storyline or whatever. But the only thing I remember from that first experience of seeing Braveheart is in the very beginning, one of the opening scenes, it's all kind of in blue and it's um, him with his troops in in the woods and they're getting ready for battle and he's giving them this uh, this speech kind of like a coach would fire up his his team he was giving his troops this this speech and what he said I, I don't have it I should have written it down I didn't think I was going to share this but this he said this line that what we do here echoes in eternity and his perspective wasn't what we're talking about today so much. But when he spoke that, my heart recognized, like I had this physical reaction to that word and to that moment in the movie that this is truth. Like this here, this is really truth. And whether whether it means what you think it means in the movie or not, this is true and we need to pay attention because what we do here matters. It echoes throughout eternity in so many ways. But anyway, so with that understanding, let's pray for a God-given perspective on time. All right, so let's pray. I was trying to decide if I should read these again. I think I'm going to read them really quickly again for my benefit as as much as yours. Okay, Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. 
1 John 2.17, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son for whomever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. All right, that's, that's the stage. Let's pray. Father, this issue of eternity, you have set eternity in the human heart, yet we cannot fathom it. We cannot fathom even what you have done in the span of created time. Your word tells us, John 3.16 and that first John verse tell us that if we do the will of God and we believe that your son died for our sins and believe he is the Messiah, we will have eternal life. We can't even imagine what a gift that is because we only can imagine this sense of time that we have. But our spirit will live forever with you. And I'm grateful for that gift. I should just say, first off, thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus, in making that possible. But as we think about this this morning, this idea of eternity and what that means for us as people, help us to have your perspective on how we should respond in light of those truths, in light of the truths that we will live forever, in light of the truths that you have set that in our hearts and our longing for the things of eternity, and yet we cannot understand them. So Spirit, bring to mind the lessons that you would have us learn about time, both today and throughout this series, that we would learn how to steward our time, how to approach our time and use it wisely, how to live in this um, past, present, future, in the, in this moment and this um we have this time situation where we have past and we have present and we have future. We always have that. And how we live in that circumstance of time matters. How we treat our past, how we treat our future, and how we treat our present. Help us to do that in a God-honoring way, in a way that echoes for good in eternity. Pray that you would open our eyes to the things that we need to change in how we think about time. And not just how we think about it, but how we use it how we live by it, uh, what, what drives us, what controls us. Is that you or is that time? As we sift through all of these things in the weeks or days to come, pray that we would be obedient and that we would be attentive, that we would be listening to you and hearing you and recognizing the things in our lives that you want to speak to us about. As we think about this idea that we are part of eternity with you, Help us to know, speak to each of us in our own hearts about what that should mean in our understanding and our behaviors. And as we proceed through our day, through our week, even that is a measure of time. As we, as we walk through the next sections of time, whether that's minutes or hours or days or weeks, pray that as we do that, we recognize how much time both impacts us, controls us, and yet doesn't, and help us listen for your instruction and then obey about all of the things related to time. Help us to understand what our response should be to this perception of our own eternity, that we will spend eternity with you both as a wonderful gift that Jesus was able to bring us, provide for us at great sacrifice, and the fact that what we do here matters. Even though it seems like a small amount, a sliver of time compared to eternity, like even hardly able to be noticed, one lifespan, it has lasting impact on those around us because those other people around us are eternal as well. I also, because I keep thinking about it, I know, God, that you are outside of time and yet Jesus stepped into time and experienced it the way we do. 
or similarly to the way we do. And I think that's really awe-inspiring as a God that you would make yourself subject not only to the thing, to all of the other things on earth, but to the passage of time. And I wonder how that must have seemed. I wonder if that was such a, obviously there were things that were horrible in your experience, in your, in your death and in your, but I wonder how much of that was a delight to you. How much of exploring the world as a human opened your eyes, oh, not opened your eyes, you, you know, but there's a difference between knowing and experiencing maybe, at least there is to a human. So I wonder if that was true about you, but now I'm just off in conjecture and having this random conversation. So let me wrap this up and say, speak to us. We're listening. If there are things that we need to repent of when we start begin talking about this stuff with time, then bring those to mind and help us to repent as well. As we go out into our day, help us continue to be listening and be ready to obey. Help us to move through our time with an attitude of expectant obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, that's all for the prayer part of today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, If you're watching here on the Facebook page, we'll be back on Thursday with another episode and kind of dig into some more things about time. If you're a podcast listener and listening to the show that way, two days, there'll be another episode available for you. Thank you for joining us there and sharing it with a friend is the best way that you can help us if you have received encouragement from this. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, and my heart is, as we do this together, that we would all grow in our prayer lives, that we would, that God would use this time to direct your heart as He directs mine. But most of all, I pray that you would fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us the words that we're speaking to Him. Amen. Amen.